Hey guys, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast, a podcast where we discuss topics around business, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day, happy new month. Welcome to June, my favorite month of the year because I was born in June, of course, and I hope that this month brings a little more clarity some more peace, some more justice, and some more perspective your way. What I learned in my personal life this week is that vindication is a game of patience. I, as I've told you guys in the past, really struggle with patience, especially when waiting around for something that I believe I should have at the moment that I want it. One of those things is often vindication. When you're in a situation and you're mistreated and the people who have done the mistreating kind of have the power in the sense that they create the narrative around you or they talk about you to people who you don't have a chance to speak to, it can be a very stressful situation, especially when it's slander, you know, when you're listening to somebody talk about you or you're hearing from a third party that you're being spoken about in a negative light and you're not given the chance to really tell your side of the story. What I have learned is that in those situations in your personal life, sometimes it's better to just have patience. And the way that I really look at vindication and telling my side of the story is that if the people who are hearing about me from somebody else have access to me and choose not to use that access to confirm or deny, their opinion is ultimately irrelevant to me. And this has really given me the opportunity to have peace so that if people are talking about me or if I hear that somebody is saying something about me that's not true, I kind of just leave it alone. And in time, the truth kind of has a way of rising to the surface, especially when somebody is speaking on you in a, in a way that is unbecoming or untrue. What happens is that people will assume that for a moment or for a season, but as they get to know you from the horse's mouth, which is your mouth, they'll learn what is true and what is not. And having the patience to wait until this moment is something that I found through through different situations and through different, yes, mostly through different situations that it it's really worth it because you don't do any of the stressing. You don't worry about what people are saying. You just kind of lay back and life just has your back. I hope you guys had some time to meditate on the words to live by for last week, which were anyone can start. It takes more to stay. And I hope you guys are really celebrating your perseverance because the ability to continue and push through is really where the hard work is because time and time again, you'll hear stories. And even from your personal experience, you'll see so many things that you've started, but never finished because starting is just an announcement. The real work and the meat of the matter is in continuing when it's difficult. So if you find that you're persevering in something and it's still not working out exactly the way you wanted, take a moment to celebrate the fact that you haven't given up. 
I know that can be hard, especially when you're not seeing the results and you're probably often tempted to give up, but take a little time to celebrate the fact that you haven't. It takes a lot, especially when you're dealing with rejection and no results. As I've said, it takes a lot to just wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing because I believe in it and I am confident that someday it's going to all be worth it. So I really hope that helped you guys last week and I hope that you are cutting yourself some slack. This week, I'm going to talk about self-care. These past few weeks have been filled with a lot of racial unrest. For most of you, I'm sure if you listen to podcasts, you also watch the news or or you are on social media and you've been seeing what's been happening predominantly in the United States, but also all across the world. On the 25th of May, George Floyd was killed by police. A police officer kneeled on his neck for nine minutes and he ultimately lost his life because of this. Police brutality and the senseless killing of black bodies has pretty much caused unrest, protests, and riots around the world. As people are calling for action for the police who are involved to be not just arrested but brought to justice because there have been way too many stories of senseless, brutal killings of black men and women where the police officers involved are arrested but acquitted. And that's not what people want. This has been going on for far too long and there needs to be change. On the other end, in Nigeria, as you guys know, I'm Nigerian. There has also been a call for action and justice after there have been, in this past week, three major incidents of young women dealing with sexual assault and being killed by the police. The first woman is a 22-year-old woman who was raped and killed inside of a church while she was studying. This is just ridiculous, mind-blowing, tragic, so sad and so difficult. Another young woman, 16-year-old Tina, was shot and killed by police when they shot into a crowd because they were being condemned for shooting at a conductor of a bus because he had broken curfew. And another young woman, 18-year-old Jennifer, was gang-raped by five men who were later caught and then released because they paid off the police. It has been a very tough week, as you guys can hear in my voice. This is ridiculously stressful. It's a lot of trauma. It's a lot of PTSD. It's a lot of anxiety. It's a lot of stress. And unfortunately, what makes these stories so difficult is the fact that they are not new. This is not novel. This is not a one-off. These are patterns that have been seen over and over and over again, which is why people are at their wit's end and we are seeing a revolution and we are seeing what's happening. There's only so long that people can be pushed up against a wall until they're going to start to fight back. And this is what's happening right now. A lot of states and cities in America are currently under martial law where they've actually brought in the military and most others who aren't 
um, undergoing martial law are on very, very strict curfews right now because things are out of control as they should be because it gets very difficult for people to sit back and continue to watch the same thing happen over and over, especially when it's at the hands of people who are supposed to be protecting, protecting you as citizens. And there's been so many discussions that have blown my mind and so much back and forth. That's clearly because of a lack of understanding, but this is what we're dealing with. This is the reality as a black woman, as a Nigerian woman, as just a human being, this has become a lot to bear. So I needed to talk about it. And the way that I like to talk about things is from uh, the areas that I feel that I have more expertise in. And for me, that's personal development and mental health right now with everything that's going on. Black people, people in general, are still expected to go to work. They're expected to function normally in the midst of all of this stress. And that, as you know, if you've ever had to function in a situation where you're going through a tough time and the people around you don't necessarily understand, you can understand just how difficult and traumatizing this can be. And the most important thing that I want to speak to you guys about today is finding ways to protect your mental health. Your mental health is of the utmost importance in situations like this. When it comes to self-care, we usually discuss things like for women going to get a pedicure, a manicure, going for a massage, speaking with um, friends or going for dinner, going for drinks. But when you really break it down to its core, Self-care is the act of practicing self-love and self-protection. So any action that you take as a means of protecting yourself and loving yourself in whatever way that you personally need, to me, that is an act of self-care. It goes way deeper than the manicures and the massages. So during this time that we're dealing with a lot of racially charged, traumatic news, I wanted to give you guys some tips on some ways that you can practice self-care because it's really a lot. And if you don't take time to step back and really understand what's happening to your body, you won't even know how important it is. Many people who I've been talking to have been under tremendous amount of stress. People are sad and depressed. They don't understand why people are having a hard time sleeping. Social media has been become filled with anxiety and all of this I understand because that's what we're seeing but at the same time it's important that we understand how to take care of ourselves as individuals because if you're at your best place mentally and emotionally it'll make it easier for you to deal with what is happening around you and also take action in the ways that you deem necessary and also in the ways that you personally can. So the first tip I want to give you for practicing self-care is to know your triggers. Before anything can be done, you actually need to get to a place where you understand and identify what exactly makes you feel uncomfortable. Understanding what makes you feel uncomfortable, unfortunately, often comes after you've seen something 
or experience something that makes you feel uncomfortable and makes you feel triggered. For me personally, watching brutal or graphic videos or seeing graphic pictures is extremely triggering. So knowing this, I came to know this based on the fact that another senseless killing happened and I saw the video and I was not okay after that. And it, I took the time to figure out what exactly about it made me not okay. And moving forward, I have not exposed myself to that. So the video of um, George Floyd's killing, I have not watched it. I do not plan to watch it. For me, that's too much. And watching a video or looking at pictures over and over again does not change my ability to act. What it actually probably hinders my ability to act because what's going to happen is that I'm going to try my best to separate myself from that trigger. And in doing so, I'm going to get so far away from the situation that I won't even want to be involved because of the trauma of what I'm seeing. So the first thing you really need to do is know what your triggers are, whatever they are. It might not be the same as somebody else's you might find. And with that, you might find people who are sending you videos saying, oh, can you imagine this happened? Don't watch them. You're not less than. You're not against the cause by doing what doesn't make you comfortable. And that leads right into the second tip, which is create firm boundaries. You need to figure out exactly what is comfortable for you, what you can do, what you can't do. So as I was saying, with the, with the boundaries, if you know that you can't watch graphic videos, if somebody sends you graphic videos, don't watch them. And if that person continues to send it, not out of spite or fear, but because they want you to stay informed, let them know kindly that this is something that makes me feel uncomfortable and I would prefer you not send it to me. So you need to understand what your boundaries are and figure out exactly what's comfortable for you. So if your boundary is that based on your triggers, you can only be on Instagram for a few minutes a day, that's fine. Just figure out exactly what works for you. And the third tip is to operate within those boundaries. And this is really important because making rules and operating in those rules are two different things. You know, many people who make rules and they come with ideals, but they don't have the ability per se to actually operate in it. But it's imperative for your self-care and for your mental health that you operate within these boundaries. You need to actively fight the pressure to do anything that is beyond yourself. And this could be very hard, especially in a time like this. I've been seeing a lot of posts that are condemning and bashing people who are not posting on social media. But honestly, a lot of people can't handle that right now. This is a lot. And there are some people, I'm not even going to say who are stronger than others. I would say who handle a situation in a different way. Some people find comfort in posting and constantly discussing whereas some people find their comfort in silence and that doesn't make one person better than the other it doesn't make one person more for the cause than the other it just means you do things in the way that make you comfortable so when you create your sorry when you operate in your boundaries it's important to fight against the pressure to do beyond yourself 
if you can't repost a video because you can't even watch it yourself and it makes you uncomfortable, then don't feel guilty for not reposting a video. There are many things that can be done. Activism is a very broad spectrum. Wherever you fall on it, do whatever you're able to do in a way that you're most comfortable to do it, right? Some people are out here on the front lines, in the front, yelling, protesting, whereas somebody else is at home donating and signing petitions. One is not better than the other. It's just the ability to operate inside your boundaries. And along the lines of that, do not feel guilt for not being for having different boundaries than somebody else. And I feel that that's been happening a lot for people where they're feeling like they're not necessarily doing enough because they're seeing what other people are doing and comparing it. But as I said, we all operate in different ways and there are different triggers and different thresholds with which we operate. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The fourth point is to give room for your feelings. This is a lot, point blank period. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of tension. It's a lot of fear. It's a lot of anxiety. And the truth is that when we're dealing with stressful situations, our emotions and our feelings can manifest in a, a number of ways. Some ways that we haven't even experienced before. Some people are waking up in the morning and just feeling like crying. They don't even understand why. Some people are enraged. They're angry. They're stressed. Some people are just want to sleep. They just want to sleep the day away. This is a lot. And as your emotions manifest, give room to your feelings. Within reason, of course. You guys understand everything I say is within reason. But when your feelings are rising up to the surface, it's important not to push them back down because when we push back down our feelings and our emotions, in that moment, we may feel that we've gotten rid of it, but what's happening is that we're actually hiding them. And when you, sorry, when you continue to push things down, there's going to be a moment where it can no longer be pushed down. And then that's where you get an explosion. And when you're taking care of yourself and, practicing self-care, which I said is the manifestation of your self-love and self-protection. Part of loving yourself is giving yourself the opportunity to express, you know, to feel. And in protecting yourself, you don't want to hide your emotions and continue to push them down until a point where they, they control you where you're constantly on the edge of rage because you've taken your anger and your anxieties and you push them down so much that now you're overwhelmed and filled with way too much of it that at any moment you're just going to blow up. So really just give room for your feelings and when they manifest in the ways that they do, even if it's ways that you might not be traditionally comfortable with or you might not understand fully, just take that moment and really just <clears throat> ride the wave. Ride the wave of what you're feeling. Feel those feelings in their abundance. Un- understand them. Even if you don't understand them, just let them be because they are coming from somewhere. We don't feel randomly even when we can't pinpoint the reason why we're feeling the way we are there is bound to be a reason why and it's important to just give room to those feelings 
The fifth tip is to consume creative and positive content. Right now, yesterday, which was Tuesday, June 2nd, was um, the blackout on social media where everybody was posting black pictures, just plain black and hashtagging to reset the Black Lives Matter algorithm to allow for information that's actually needed to come to the forefront of the algorithm. I kid you not, I had a hard time going on social media, especially Instagram yesterday, because there was that blackness of it all was just giving me goosebumps. Every time I scrolled, it was just really a lot. And even as I speak about it now, I'm currently getting goosebumps. It was just really, really difficult. And I feel that right now with everything going on and with the tension at an all-time high, it's easy to just find yourself watching riot video, looting video, violence video, another video of a killing from another year in the past, just a lot of negative information. And in watching all of this negative information, it can really take a toll on your on your mental health. So take some time to consume positive content. If that's you going on YouTube and watching a video that makes you laugh, go do that. If that's you following some comedy pages on Instagram, go do that. If that's you Googling some black art or something that you enjoy, do that. You need to take a step back from all of the negativity and really give yourself a chance to decompress. Because even if you think that you're not feeling anything or you're not being affected by constantly seeing this subconsciously, I can assure you that almost every single person is being affected by it. And just knowing to take a step back and pay attention to um, or focus your energy on something a little more positive can really help you decompress and help you calm down and get back to a positive place, which in turn will give you more strength to be able to do whatever it is you need to do and to be able to handle what's going on around us, especially with going to work right now, as I touched on a little bit in the beginning. Yes, we're still in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic and the lockdown, at least here in Canada or in Ontario where I live. Some other places are virtually out of lockdown. Congratulations to y'all. Isn't that nice? (laughs) Don't rub it in our face. But because of the coronavirus situation, lots of people are are still working from home. But people who are going into work right now and you have these deadlines or have to speak with managers or speak with coworkers while you're in the midst of going through this societal and racial trauma it's very difficult to not to just divide the two right and in the process of having to kind of segue from your social justice traumas to your regular life work, I think an easier way to segue is through a little bit of positivity because it's very hard to jump from Black Lives Matter protesting to, oh, cool, Dave, I'll get you that report by six. It's it's very difficult. It's It's hard and it's not the most ideal situation, but unfortunately that's the situation many of us are in right now. So just take some time to really consume positive content. Don't get so sucked into the play-by-play of everything that's happening that you do so at the detriment of your mental health.
Yes, what's happening is important, but you also need to be your best self to do your best work in every single aspect of your life. And that requires you to take a step back. And the final tip that I'll give you guys is to connect and converse with your tribe. It's so easy to get on Twitter and fight with some dumb racist trolls. It's so easy. It's so easy to argue and go off and and retweet and fight and insult. It is so easy, but fighting constantly is so tiring. It's really tiring. And as part of getting or keeping your mental health in check and making sure that you're practicing self-care, you need to really con- connect and converse with your tribe. And when I say tribe, I mean your friends, the people around you who understand you, who you can have a positive conversation with, who you can really discuss these issues with, who understand. Like, so if you're a black female and you're dealing with the issues in Nigeria, talk to another fellow black female. If you're a black person, just talk to someone who understands your plight. If it's an ally, talk to that person. You also people who are in your tribe are also therapists. If you're somebody who goes to therapy or seeks professional help for your mental state, talk to those people right now more than ever. I'm sure people who have never even been to therapy probably need therapy right now. So create a tribe tribe of positivity. If it's a Facebook group, it's a, if it's a few people on on Twitter or Instagram who you know are in the same mindset as you and believe in the same things as you do converse with those people build that community because that is where the strength comes from the people who say i understand what you're going through i'm going through it too let's discuss let's find ways to heal because going through this alone and dealing with the negative impacts of all of this racial and gender-based trauma on your own can be very very draining and even if you have a conversation with someone and at the end of the conversation, you guys don't even have a solution to the problem, which you probably won't. I don't really think anybody does at this point where we're trying to do what we can to, to bring about this necessary change. But just having a conversation with someone and, and bouncing ideas off of one another, even if you do end up going away, not having a solution, the fact that you have another brother, another sister, another kinfolk in this fight will make it a lot easier for you to continue and do whatever it is you have to do and also help you keep your mental health at bay or in its most positive state at least to the extent that you can so just for a recap the tips um, to practicing self-care are know your triggers create firm boundaries operate within those boundaries give room for your feelings, consume creative and positive content, and connect and converse with your tribe. So I really, 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 really hope that helps you guys. It's a lot. (laughs) I think I've said that so many times, but as someone who is usually very happy and positive and faith-based, this has been a lot for me. And one of the things that I have found that really helps me as well is praying, just praying, because sometimes, especially when you feel like there's no control, it's easier to let go 
of the burdens that you're carrying onto the one who has ultimate control, the one who created you, the one who sees all, knows all, and you just release out onto God. There's nothing else I can do many times. And that has been something that has really been helping me. And that would fall into connecting with your tribe. If it's a religious tribe, connect whatever way you can. I'm just going to end up this episode by giving you guys the words to live by for this week, which, which are whatever you can do is enough. Right now, more than ever, people are under a lot of pressure and I'm calling it protest peer pressure when people go online and you see what other people are doing and for whatever reason, it makes you feel like what you're doing isn't enough and Instead of being pro- being able to be proactive, it spirals you into a level of guilt that you're not doing what so-and-so is doing. You're not doing what this person is doing. And because you're not doing that, you're not doing enough. But as I said, each and every one of us are different. Our capacity is different. Our ability is different. Figure out what makes you comfortable. Figure out what you can do do that and be satisfied. There are some days where people are on Twitter tweeting, giving off information. And then another day that exact same person can't, can't bring themselves to be online, can't bring themselves to share information because they're not able to. And it's important that whatever we're feeling like, we really tap into that and don't allow ourselves to fall into a cycle of guilt where we feel that we have to do more than we can because what that leads to is burnout and at the end of the day we won't be able to do anything at all so figure out what you can do there are so many resources so many different ways to help if it's donating donate if it's a petition sign a petition if it's creating a resource create a resource if it's um, offering to speak with people pray with people, be on the front lines, um, rallying, whatever it is you can do, understand that that is your part in it and be satisfied with that. Don't look around at what other people are doing and get to a place of feeling like you're not enough. Because if each and every one of us does what we feel we can do and we do it to the full extent of our power and our ability, there's there'll be change. And rest assured in the fact that your part is significant, even if you feel like it's not as grandiose as somebody else's. We're all in this together and we're doing the best that we can. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope that very soon we'll have change and that someday all of these stories will be a myth and they won't be commonplace like they've become. This is not how life should be for people. This is not how society should be. This is not how the people who are meant to protect us should be treating us. It's it's really heartbreaking and it's really sad. If you guys know anyone who needs someone to talk to, please send them my way. I'd be more than happy to walk through these discussions and and speak with anybody. If you know anyone who would benefit from listening to this podcast, please, please, please share it, rate and subscribe so that my work can get out there and help more people that can get in front of people. Because I know right now the earth is crying. People are crying. We need 
support. We need help. So whatever help you guys can give, offer it. And this is my way of offering help and assistance in the way I know how to through my words. And I would love it if you know anyone who needs to hear it, if you could just pass it along to them. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.